0: Welcome to The Power of Italy with your host, Luisa Potenza. We are sponsored by the Grand Lodge of New York, Sons and Daughters of Italy in America. Today, I am honored to have with me, actually, he is on the phone right now, standing by, and he is Professor Joseph Schelze, President and Founder of the Italian American Museum of New York City. Good evening, Professor Schelser. How are you? How are you, Louisa? I'm doing. Thank you. All right. Very, very well. Busy as always, aren't you? I'm sure. And so I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um,
1: It's actually my pleasure.
0: Oh, (laughs) ours. Well, I wanted to ask you, how did the creation of the museum come about?
1: Well, it was an evolutionary process. It didn't start um, just uh, spontaneously. Um, as, you, as you probably know, or your viewers may, your listeners may know as well, that uh, I was at one time the dean of the Italian American Institute at the City University. Yes. In 1999, um, I went, along with the, the uh, distinguished professor then, Philip Canestraro, we mounted an exhibit at the New York Historical Society known as the Times of New York, Five Centuries of Struggle Achievement, I had absolutely no idea how successful it would be. The opener on Columbus Day, 1999, ran for four months, and thousands upon thousands of people came to see it. And I realized that this was a wonderful way in which you could really educate everyone as to the tremendous accomplishments that Italians have made to New York and beyond. And this is how this is. So the inkling for it, the idea for it, came out of that exhibition. How did you? you pro-
0: I'm sorry. How did you promote it at the time?
1: Well, it was promoted all over New York. It was on. The, we had we had subway station and the subways that we had. Um, 'Cause everybody was using the subways in those days.
2: Yeah. Before
1: COVID. We had them we had billboards on the subways, we had signs on the buses, we had we also we also had uh, a big banner outside on Central Park West with the Italians of New York. How proud I was when we opened it on Columbus Day, nineteen ninety two, oh and you saw the banner, the Italians
2: mm-hmm. on Central
1: Park West. That was that was that to me was we made it.
0: Oh, it's awesome! You know, The
1: New York Historical Society is the oldest museum in New York City. Uh-huh. And now, now we've we're, we were actually exhibiting in the New York Historical Society. Okay. Let me tell you truth, that, that, it almost didn't happen. Really? A, a, year be, a year before, when I when the idea was put, when the idea was. Approached to me by Phil and that we do this. We met with the historical society, um, and you know he made a wonderful presentation. He was a great historian. Um, I'm a sociologist. He's a historian, and he made a great presentation. Everything from Columbus to that day, from those days, it was Cuomo. so we we say: from Columbus to Cuomo, Mario Cuomo. That right, day. right. From from, from from you know from, from bridging the bridging the bridging the transition from the explorers to the inventors to the to the to, to the entrepreneurs uh, to the politicians. There was there was everything in there and and more. So he makes this wonderful presentation, and then. Betsy Gottbaum, who is the president of the Historical Society, turns to me, not to Phil, because I was the I was the dean. She says to me, would you have to give me a quarter of a million dollars to put this in here? Oh. So I turned to her, so she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I said, that's not a problem. Oh. So we walked outside after after the meeting, and Phil looks at me, and he says to me, really, Joe, can you do that? Yeah. I says, I don't have an idea how I'm going to do it. We're going to do it.
2: <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> wow. next
1: year, uh-huh. we, raised, uh, we raised the court. We raised the, the money. We actually raised $325,000 mm-hmm. um, in order to be able to do the exhibition. And it was very successful. And then I realized that this was a wonderful way to educate people because unfortunately, our schools don't do the job that they need to do. They don't show the Italian influence the in a myriad of ways. That we've, we've from from jacuzzis, I suppose, to you know to um, jacuzzi bathtubs, you know, yeah. to, to you know to skyscrapers that we that we built them. They just don't they don't tell the story of the Italian influence. So I feel that this is the way we can really get our message out there because schools do visit museums, and uh, this is uh, and also the public at large. And this is a great way to to tell the story. Right. So I, I would get I got the university to agree. To allow me to incubate the museum at the at the university, so and I, and I did <clears throat> in two thousand and one, we were charted by the University of the state of New York as the first italian american known as the Italian-American Museum in the United States. Uh-huh. Now, since then, there are others, but we were the first one in 2001 to be charted by the University of the State of New York as the first Italian-American Museum. Of course, there's the Garibaldi Museum, which is an Italian, Italian-American Italian museum, too. But it doesn't have the title Italian-American Museum. It has a title. It was it really was dedicated to two specific individuals. Uh-huh. And, of course, they do a lot of other things, which are very marvelous.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But... While looking, so I, so I was still at the university, and we mounted exhibits there. Um, I had a space on, 40, on 43rd Street between 5th and 6th Avenue on the 17th floor. There's no more than maybe 500 square feet. Well, we started doing exhibits there. We did over 20 exhibits there, and they were, they were well-attended. But it was still a very difficult place for people to come to. So I was looking for another spot that made sense for the Italians. And nothing made more sense to me than going back to Mulberry Street.
0: Absolutely. Where m-
1: most of the Italian immigrants came to. Right. In, 2000, in 2007, I met um, Jerome Stabile um, who was a great-grandson of uh, Francesco Rosario public, who owned the property on the corner of Grand and Mulberry Street. It originally, had a bank at that corner, uh, the Stabile Bank.
0: I was just about to ask you and, about that. Yeah,
1: and I and, and I purchased, and I we, along with my board, and we, we purchased. And we 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 got a mortgage, and we purchased the property, and we started there. But now we're under rapid development, where we've gone. It we was only we were only 800 square feet there. And now we will we'll be when we finish the development this year will be 7000 square feet. Right. So we've increased our increased our footprint
0: quite a bit. We'll be doing much more in the new museum. Are you are you still located at the Banca Stabile?
1: Look, it's the same location. Uh-huh. We've we've maintained some of the artifacts like the big bank Balls. It's still there. Yes, it's the same location.
0: Oh, and I would also like to tell our listeners that um there are wonderful exhibits at the museum, and among them is the gun that was once owned by Frank Serpico, the famous police officer. That's yes, um,
1: true.
2: Yeah. And yeah. We, have
1: that, we, have that, we have that in our collection. I've also recently received um, some other maiden, very notable pieces. I have received the Congressional Medal of Honor of Luigi Palma Count, Luigi Palma di Nova. He was a Civil War colonel. Oh. First Italian American to receive the Medal of Honor, um, and he received it for working for uh, for for his for his during the Civil War, way for on the Union side. Amazing. And he was went after that. He had gone once as a as a consul to Cyprus um, and brought back artifacts, which became the foundation for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh-huh. He became its first director. So we have Luigi Palma, the first director of the Metropolitan Museum of Art's medal, Congressional Medal of Honor, in our collection. Uh Um, So we have some very significant pieces.
0: So uh, the museum is actually a veritable history of Italians in New York City, among other things. Also, you have um, information about (laughs) Luigi del Bianco, the chief carver at Mount Rushmore.
1: Oh. Yes, he also was a New Yorker too. Right. You know, they lived in they lived in Port Chester. He lived in Port Chester, New York, but right. he worked, went out and was the chief carver of Mount Rushmore. And and you know, we had, there are so many great Italians that have done so much. There's the Petrilli brothers also, um, who of course were the carvers of all the stonework around, yes. the, around the Museum of um, Excuse me, the, uh, the New York Public Library. Right. One. Famous lions, the iconic lions, also the the, uh, the Memorial. And what a lot of people don't know is Daniel Daniel French, uh, who was the uh, was the sculptor for Lincoln. Uh, the the entire he was the designer, but the actual sculptors were the Pritchardley Brothers, who had their studio in the Bronx. Yes. Mm-hmm. all the pieces down to they slipped all the painted pieces down to Washington D.C. on flat. On, uh, on right. freight cars, flat, flatbed freight cars. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, in terms of in terms of contribution um, towards the beautification and the historical pieces in America, we're there. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to concentrate in the museum mostly on the New York Italians. Oh, okay. Um, because it's such a wealth of history. I mean, I can, you know, there's, there's so much more I can. Out there, besides us, you know, yeah. in Washington, another, and 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 around the country. But I'm just this museum is dedicated primarily to the contributions of the Italians to New York. You know, then the explorers will be in the exhibit too. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, you know, like Laresano, <throat>, who was the first one actually to sail through the Hudson River before before Henry Hudson. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, we'll have we'll have we'll have more and more of that history. And Then, of course. Not only that early history, then the later history with the mass migration and coming in through Ellis Island, and then and then basically, you know, people in America. Mm-hmm. There's Italians coming coming from Ellis Island, coming into Lower Manhattan, and then going to other parts of the world. Some of them stay, yeah, but other parts of the United States.
0: Uh, Most are wondering how is the museum funded?
1: The museum funded basically on. Um, well, depending on what we're talking about, we, it's mostly it's basically donations. You know, it's, it we have no we have no city or state operation funds. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, um, we've been able we've been given some major grants in order to finish the construction from the state of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, the governor, Governor Hochul, was very was gave us the last piece that we needed for this, um, and that's why the museum is going to be able to be finished this year. Otherwise, I, I dread it would have been a long process, and we would not have been able to put in all the bells and whistles that that we'll, we'll have um, in the museum. This is not just a storefront. Okay. This is a museum quality facility. Mm-hmm. I will I proudly say, um, you know, it, it'll it, it'll be just as good as any just as good as any major museum. In New York, Wonderful. in terms of the quality of its of its acoustics, quality of its you know of its exhibits, its lighting, uh-huh. uh, which is very important, yeah. and, and and of course we'll have a, we have a small theater as well. So this is this is going to be a first class institution um, in terms of its own physical right. structure, plant itself. Besides the artifacts that we have, you know, so we did so that it will be uh, recognized uh, for. For, for being that type of a, a stellar
0: yeah. institution, we okay. Hope. Okay, you say that the concentration is on New York City, uh, Italians. Uh, New,
2: York, New, York,
0: New, York New York State. New York State, all right. Uh, does the museum represent the 20 regions of Italy as far as the artifacts are concerned?
1: We will have no what we'll have in terms, no, it's not an Italian museum. What we're going—it's an Italian-American museum. All right. There's, there's a distinction, or difference. The people that came to America, where they came from in Italy, will be represented. So the fact that every region is represented, will be represented through its people who okay. come here, as opposed to the culture of Piemonte or the culture of Sicily, because you know that's not—it's. It's, I it's, understand. The culture, culture that came will represent. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm interested in showing. The contributions that the Italians have made to this country—we uh-huh. do not get any. We don't get enough credit for what we have contributed. Not only through the, you know, our, our muscles and, and 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 digging ditches and subway tunnels, but all the other great things that we've done as well. And, Chairman of the New York Stock Exchange, Dick Rosso, I mean, chairman of major corporations, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, this, in this country today, you know, inventors like the Jacuzzi, you know, um, you know it, it's, it's just, we need, to, we need to get the recognition, and the way we get it is by, is through the people who have made these contributions. Sometimes people don't even realize they're Italian, uh-huh. or they're of Italian descent. Right, and that's what's that's what's important. So the regions will be represented, but they'll be represented by the people. I understand. Yes, uh-huh. we'll we might have we might have a special exhibit on a particular region, in, in the in the uh, in the in the in the exhibits that we that we change uh-huh. over and over. But there's a permanent exhibit uh, that will that will highlight all these at will highlight these and uh, contributions right uh, to our society. And, and mostly, and, and concentrating again on New York.
2: Right.
0: Uh, has the increasing incursion of Chinese businesses affected uh, the museum insofar as attendance is concerned?
1: Our attendance is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's it, we're in you know you it just you'd say you, it's Maine and Maine it will still come. Live, literally. Uh-huh. Um, it's smaller than it used to be for sure, but. And they they come in droves. I mean, it's it's not something in they want it, they to they, they're looking for some of their heritage, and other people are looking to experience that heritage, you know. And and that's why they that's why they come there. So whereas China, it actually probably I guess has probably helped us because it's gotten smaller because it's so concentrated um, on Mulberry Street that, you know, that's where everybody goes, Mulberry Street, where I guess maybe 50 years ago they would have gone to Mott Street and Hester Hester and and Bloom Street. You know, now they all go to Mulberry Street. Mm -hmm. So so in some ways maybe it's even better for us.
0: So you're thinking that probably the museum will benefit uh, restaurateurs, right? Who are in that Uh, area? The
1: restaurants restaurants are, are excited. You know, they know that they know that. You know, the we bring in tourists, we bring in people from the outer boroughs and, and beyond. Um, to so when they come down to the restaurants, after they've gone to eat, what are they going to do? Right. They, you know, yeah, they have need to if they want to experience something. They'll, they'll come into the museum and and learn a little bit about the history of of, of the Italians. Yeah. Um, we also have a small theater. You know, inside the, on the museum now, it'll be a fifty-person theater. It's a small one, but we'll be showing we'll be showing films in there. I mean, I've got plans to do when well, you talk about Italian cinema. You know, I've got plans to do a, a, a seminar with Italian cinema. Um, but you know, that's that's separate and apart from the exhibit itself. But I it, the effect that Italian cinema had on, on filmmakers, such as sort of Scorsese. If he, if he is like, it's so important. Yes. He, he was influenced by, you know, Fellini, and you know, and and it's it's that showing showing the influence of the Italians Italian cinema on 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 people like him, you know, just shows the connection that this this, this continues. Um, and others as well. Not only Italians have been influenced by, by Italian cinema. You know, but we can we can show that show that as show that as well. But the whole purpose of this for me is to showcase the Italian I hate to say it, but genius and basically uh you know
0: what we what we have, what we what we've given the world. Right, right. What a contribution, yes. Well I'd like to go back into time here. I wanna bring something out. In nineteen eighty four you were appointed the director of the italian american in uh institute at the city University of new york something uh, something happened at that particular time. Can you tell us about that well you,
1: you, i was i was before that it was nineteen seventy nine actually in nineteen seventy nine i went to i went to work at the Italian-American Institute to force a higher education,
2: right?
1: Um, which was the precursor to the Italian-American Institute at the City University of New York. Uh-huh. Um, it, it lasted for about three three years, and then it in, in, was moribund for a year, and then in 1984, I had been up in Albany, and I was talking to some of the legislators, um, Senator Calandria in particular, and he asked me if I wanted to come back, and I told him, I said, I believe that the institute needed to be part of the university system itself in order to be successful, and that if if he wanted me to come back to it, I wanted to head it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, and so I was pretty bold, you know, for somebody who was just finishing his doctorate,
2: right?
1: You know, but I was pretty bold. I guess you know I had all the you know, all the all the confidence in the world at that time, and I, and I told him I wanted to head it up. He said, "All right, well, I'll talk to you about it." I knew a new doctorate in sociology, but you know, I, I suddenly two week, a week later I was speaking to the chancellor of the university and he was offering me the position. So um, that's why I became the director uh-huh. of the Italian American Institute at the city university. Later, I became the Calandra Institute when John Calandra died okay. in 1986. Right. Um, and that was. It was difficult, didn't know what was going to happen at that point. But um, fortunately, uh, I had the support of the Coalition of Italian American Associations, went up to Albany, met with the Italian American legislators. They then themselves, 23 of them, signed a letter to Governor Mario Cuomo and asked him to make the institute a permanent part of the state.
2: And that's why it exists. Well, partially why it exists today in terms of the city university, mm-hmm. and the other, ad eventually filed a lawsuit with them um, in, 19,
1: in, 19, in 1992. But and then they signed the contract that made it a research and service institute. it's been a struggle. We've never had. It's it's never been it's never been easy. And then and but but not, nothing good is ever easy. I suppose. That's right. Have you Especially ever? When you're, you're breaking, when you when you're breaking ground like that, you're also, in some ways, taking some ground maybe from somebody else who wants it because there's only so many resources, so, many, right. so much around. But we deserve it, um, and the Clandra Institute still exists today. Um, they've concentrated their mission primarily on academic research. Um, but you know, when I was doing it, it was I was I was I was also concentrating on community service as well. But you know, they but it still exists today because of that.
0: Yes, um, I'm sure that along the way. Well, I'm not sure actually, but I'm going to ask you: Have you ever encountered discrimination in any form?
1: Of course. That's why. That's 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 exactly the point. But I I'll tell you first of all. I was I was so so sure of my own where I was that I didn't even realize I was being discriminated against. I was being discriminated against. When I was in high school. I remember the first time I was at St. Nicholas of Talentine. Um, I was taking a course in Latin, and I was called a wop. Oh. I, just, I didn't even know what, what. Oh. The teacher was talking about. I won't tell you his name because I don't want to embarrass him. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I deepened at this point. At this point in my life, he's probably long gone yeah it was older to me but like uh, it, that, was, that was the first time i experienced it but then at the city university when i was director of the of the institute i was the lowest paid director oh. within the university uh-huh. um they gave you the title but they didn't give you you know the 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 pay grade that supposed to go along with it sounds familiar that I was entitled to, I was made an academic officer, but not a, not a professor. Right. Um, I questioned that in 1990, 1990, and when I presented the fact, the facts, I got a deaf ear, uh-huh. um, and we also had done statistics showing that... The number of Italian American faculty at the university was very low, so I filed a federal complaint in the United States Department of Labor in nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety. Because of that, that Department of complaint, that Labor complaint, eventually found its way to, uh, to the to the offices at the Department of Labor. They found. Twenty-one class actions, one for each each of the universities, each of the campuses of the University of City University in 1992. Mm-hmm. That's when um, they tried to get rid of me altogether and under the institute, split it up into different pieces. But that's when I went to law. That is when I went to court in 92. And for the lawsuit, under Constance Baker Motley, who gave me an injunction against the City University of New York, which still stands today, barring them from discriminating in hiring, promotion, and tenure for Italian Americans. As a matter of fact, to my knowledge, today, the only university in the United States where the specific question as to whether, as to your ethnic identity, Italian American, is on, is
0: on the employment, employment um, questionnaire. And they now still keep records of the number of Italian Americans. I have to tell you, though, the numbers still are un- 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 underrepresented at CUNY. But you know, but that, but, but at least we have that acknowledgement that we are, you know, we're supposed to be counted. Yeah, you know, in your opinion, do you think that today we are still fighting discrimination?
1: Discrimination—it's not what a big D; it's a small D,
2: very small D. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I
1: think there's, there's there is, there is a, there are, there are industries where Italian Americans need not apply. Really? And just, and that's, and higher education is one of them. Um, that's, and unfortunately, people don't realize that higher that what colleges do, are they're the keepers of the culture of the country. Mm-hmm. And the culture that the co- and and what comes out of that, unfortunately, is your what's going on in the school system today. So the professors that are teaching there are teaching basically, a, a, basically they don't realize it, some of them. But it's benign, you know, there's benign neglect or neglect or discrimination. Mm-hmm. And they're, not, they're not telling the story that we're telling at the museum, or well, we're telling at the Garibaldi Museum museum. The real story of the contributions that Italians have made to this country and that we've been a part and fabric of it. That's why Columbus is so important. Right. But not so much for Columbus that he sailed across the ocean, blue, which, if anybody's crossed the ocean, knows that that's an incredible feat, especially in those little ships. Right. But the fact that, the fact that he opened the door for so many people to be able to have have freedom and, and to be able to and to make a life. Yeah, nothing's been easy, but they didn't leave where they were because it was easy. They left there because it was hard. And mm-hmm. here they had a chance. Right. So we've, we've we've opened up we've opened up those we've opened up those doors. And and it's important to know that Italians have played an important part in the, that. Yeah. And and that's why Columbus is that's why Columbus is important. Yes. It's a, it's a recognition of the fact that we were part of this you noble know, experiment from the very beginning. Yes. From the very very beginning.
0: Yeah i I wanted to I wanted to allude to that because um, what's going on in schools today is quite disturbing. What the children are being taught.
1: Mm. You well, know? Wouldn't you say that's discrimination?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh,
1: so why? And that's what, and, that, and And when you try to when you try to speak truth to it, they, they, they just don't want to hear it. Now, I I'm am I'm, I'm a professor now, I, was, I received a professorship, unfortunately, it was because of the lawsuit, they taught me how to give me a full professorship. Right. But I'm a professor, I have a doctor from Columbia University, I mean, I'm totally qualified, and I've got licenses in so many different areas, it's yeah. ridiculous. But yet, at the, same thing, at the same time, there's no place for us to be acknowledged in the public school systems, and even in the primary schools for that matter, you know, so it, 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 it's, 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 it's discriminatory intent or not, the fact of it is discrimination. It's, and, and when you, when you're not being seen, when you're in plain sight, it's discrimination. Right, and right. That, that's something that we, that's something that we need to address. And, and as, I'm not saying any of the cultures beneath us. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I want to make sure that we're, we're right. recognized for who we are.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I think this is why we need the Italian American Museum and others like it. Yeah, you know, and you know to be able to tell the real story of you know not only the struggles because yeah. there's, there's, we want to tell those, but that's not that not for us. We never wanted to do that. Right. But also what the achievements are and how those achievements. Embedded American
0: society, right? You know, um, is, do you think that is the reason why less and less uh, schools are teaching the Italian language? Which is, I think,
2: well,
0: it's very sad. It's very sad.
1: It's it, it, such a complicated issue. Uh-huh. I think part of the reason part of the reason for it is that. You know some of the other languages have been more entrenched and have done a better job politically within the educational establishment uh-huh. when you, you know the, you teach french you know i mean or you know, it's it's like you know why are you teaching French Italian is is there's is, is, yeah, right. is, is a beautiful language but it and when you have and it, even in school districts where the populations really are mo were very strongly Italian, particularly in New York State.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you know, you, you you find school districts that do, that do away with it, do away with the Italian language. Right. Um, that's that's discriminatory, also.
2: Uh-huh. You know,
1: what I mean, but but you've got bureaucracies and educational bureaucracies that are built up over time that have you know support that we haven't had. Fortunately, we have made some strides. You know, with the um, AP Italian in particular, um, and been able to get get more and more thanks to IACI, um, You know, the uh, and the Italian and the Italian and the Italian organizations. We've made some strides with that over the over the last fifteen twenty years. Mm-hmm. It's been a struggle. Yes, it's been a struggle. And you know, and and so many of, of us have been denied. Listen, la- language communicates culture, right. no matter what the language is. And and when you don't have your own language, you're losing a piece of your culture. Right. And the fact that we've not been we've not been allowed to uh, engage in our own culture because we're not being taught in schools Mm -hmm. is a disservice. And of course, you know, when many of the families that came wanted work, and they knew that if they couldn't speak. What they called proper English, they weren't going to be employed. So they they encouraged they encouraged the children not to speak Italian. I'm talking about you know the immigrants from the 1880s, 1890s, 1900. And they not to speak Italian. They wouldn't they wouldn't speak, they only speak English. Right. And as a result of that, the language was lost. Mm-hmm. The newer immigrants that came after World War II um, from regions like Abruzzo, you know, and and Molise. You know, they they came with their language, and they 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 fought harder for it, right? Um, because they 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 could. But the early ones, there was so much discrimination,
2: right?
1: You know, I mean, we know about the mass lynchings. I mean, I'm sure your audience knows about that already.
2: You know,
1: mm-hmm. to, to, to go into that, but like, you know, but you know, there's so much discrimination where you know against just being Italian. I found a Zoom call just before this this um, this podcast of yours with the I chair the. Museums and Cultural Institutions Committee for the Conference of Presidents of Major Italian American Organizations, and we had the, we had Hershey Pennsylvania presenting um, their their Historical Society, and you know they were talking about how crosses were burned in the nineteen thirties on the lawns of of the of the Italians because they were Catholic.
0: Little known, I think that's little known. Uh-huh.
1: We, we we never talk about this. No, and I'm not saying i we should we should feel sorry for ourselves or ask for reparations. No, I'm not saying any of that. But we also need to know that we've been denied the ability to be who we are. Right, and and that's not a good and that's that's discrimination.
0: How can we possibly overcome all of these obstacles?
1: Well, you know, I I, I, own, I I'm trying to do my small piece of it, you know, and this is the small piece of it is I'm I'm trying to help to establish and to support more cultural institutions like the Italian American Museum. And I think I think the answer to it is that now that we are basically you know, Pretty successful in America in terms of economics, and you know, most of us, most of us are, you know, well, you know, well economically today after being be several generations that we that we change that we turn our wealth and and move it towards creating our own institutions. Unfortunately, in the past, good intentions have gone awry. Sometimes the. Um, We've wanted to create institutions that would, that, or, or programs at colleges and universities like Italian language programs or studies programs, and um, the universities have taken advantage because they, uh, they they, know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, you can, I think take a lesson from the African-American community, and you really, really need to. I studied, when I was at Columbia, I studied the different the, the, movements. And the African-Americans have traditional black colleges. Well, we're not going to start Italian universities. There it was an attempt once to do it, but it didn't happen. But we can start our own cultural institutions, our own museums. Okay. And I think our own museums will help, to help us to have a foothold and to have a place to tell the story. I know that since the Italian American Museum exists in New York City, we've been asked to participate in the Museum of the City of New York. Mm-hmm. We've co-sponsored programs with the Museum of the Chinese in America.
2: I mean, you know, so you get a chance to be in the cultural roundtable, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I think
1: that's, that's that's important. Okay. So I think by having our own institutions, we'll be able to make make our statement. It won't be the way in which we want it is to be, but it'll be um, as much, I think it'll be a strong... It'll be a strong all, mm-hmm. That we can we can we can make a
0: difference. Well, if you have uh, some parents who would come to you and say, "I have a child, and I think it's so important that that child learn the Italian culture," how would you go about advising them?
1: Send them to Italy. <laughs> oh yes. They <laughs> <laughs> they study study abroad. Um, you know they that that you know. The visit the. I did that. I did that actually for my son's school. And when my son went, I was fortunate. My wife and I put him in a private school. And but it went. But they had no Italian language program. What they had was a Latin program, so we took Latin. And I arranged a trip for his junior class um, to go, to, to, go to, to go to Italy, yeah. chaperoned around it. Um, and he came back with so much pride. Oh. They had never had before, uh-huh. because you know, everybody there was so enamored. The non-Italians were so enamored. Inna- students were so enamored of what they saw, right. you know, in, in Rome, in in Florence. You know, so they, 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 they just, you know, just now, now he was, now he, he, at that point he was proud. Now my son is now married with with my grandson and everything. It's that that was a long time ago. But yes, I think these travel abroad programs do a lot for him. I wasn't trying to denigrate in any way, you know, the influence or the effect of Italy itself. I just was trying to raise the. Oh, it's all about how do we raise the image and of and perception of who we are in America. Right. I mean, you know, you're going to see all these. We still see it today. I mean, like, the, the, the press is still, you know, uh, always talking about, you know, organized crime and the Italians.
0: That's the unfortunate, yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's, and you see all these shows that are on television about it. But you have to have a counterbalance to it with the serious people. I'm encouraged by it. Uh, I think there are things that are, they, it keeps coming back. I remember when i was when I was with the italian american at City University, I organized youth programs where they would go on retreats and they would meet other students from other colleges and universities and and they would work and they would work cooperatively on on programs and festivals and, and cultural activities. I see that happening again because uh-huh. it's a need that exists yeah and people really and people and and it's happening over again, because it's something that people need in their soul. And I mean that, sincere, I mean that sincerely. Um, you know, culture is a part of who we are. Right. And if you don't, and you need to know your own culture. And my God,
0: yeah.
1: I know it's, it's I, mean, I know most of your, your listeners are probably Italian, so I can say this. You know, we have such an incredible, incredible culture.
0: Absolutely.
1: Sixty percent mean, of all the world's art.
0: Yeah, very proud.
1: Sixty percent of all the world's art.
0: That's it? incredible.
1: I mean, that that alone is phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, you know, it's, so not 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 to be able to share in the glory of that,
0: um, but I, and not feel good about it. We've been denied a lot. mhm, Yes, that's, right. And, that's know, right. but you know,
1: we persevered. Yeah. Gotten educated. Now it's time to get ourselves culturally.
0: Educated. Right. Right. Well, when we have people like you out there striving to do that, I think that we're going to make tremendous inroads. And I
1: have a, I have a tremendous. I have not, I don't have a watch staff, but I have some dedicated people that work with me. And okay. they, they're younger than me. They're. They're, they're at least thirty years my senior. You know. Hmm.
0: And they're very energetic, so...
1: So I'm, I'm at least 30 years old, a of, of them. And they're very dedicated, and they're very knowledgeable. And, and I, get, I get so many young people uh, that find us Yeah. really want to be part of this, which is, which is
0: encouraging for the future. I was just going to say, it looks like the answer lies within the youth of the country, the Italian-Americans,
1: yeah, they, right? They, 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 they learn about the other cultures because they're being taught in the school. They want to learn about their own cultures, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if they're not 100% Italian, they want to know about their Italian culture.
0: Right, right. Well, have, do you have any goals for the future? Have you set goals for yourself as far as the museum yes, goes? Yes,
1: to replace myself. Repl- and, and that's what I'm, yes, I'm serious. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a senior citizen. Um, but this doesn 't go on forever, right. and my goal is to set this up in such a way that it will it'll, you know, it'll be, you know perpetuate itself um so you know the museum is museum does not have a does not have an endowment yet, but that will be the next thing that I will work on because you know there is limit you know in times of um fiscal crisis or whatever, you need to have, you know, to own and something like that to have an institution. Right now, the museum the museum has absolutely no debt, <laughs> no debt. Wow, that's, that's, that, that's um
0: that's amazing I, in I, itself. strive
1: to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a long time ago that you know you need to you need to own the property, you know, right? Not just not rent. People said to me, "Well, you could rent here." No, no. That's not, right, I wanted, right. I wanted, I wanted, wanted us to set ourselves down in stone, unless we're done. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Good. Well, this has been it's just so enlightening and uh, so pleased that you agreed to do this. And I want to mention to everyone out there that Professor Scheltzer, along with uh, Anthony Naccarado, who is the past, past uh, president, a national president, I should say? They go- they're going to be honored by the Commission for Social Justice, and that will take place later this year. The definite date has not been decided on as yet.
1: Um, well, I'm excited about it because you know, the Commission, that I, when I flipped the case against the university for discrimination, was well, the only organization that really stood up for me. Um, besides the coalition of the Tiny American Associations was the Commissioner for Social Justice. Oh, that's and a... I remember Penny Romano testifying in court on my behalf. I don't know if you remember Penny, but he was he was one of the former chairmen of the Commission for Social Justice. And I worked with John DeBaney also. So, you know, I go back I go back a long way with the Commission. So it's to me this is very personal.
0: It's a very it's a privilege and honor. And privilege. I'm very pleased. That's wonderful. Very proud. I look forward to meeting you there. <laughs>
1: All right. I will leave too, Luis. And I thank you, for, thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank um, I, think you. It's, I think it's important. Yeah. Um, and if anybody is out there and is interested, um, come visit us at the museum. Or visit our website, dot O R G. All right. Very simple. Okay. org. And uh, we are doing a walking tour of Little Italy now. Oh,
0: how wonderful! Yep, um, and they're, they're, you know, they, we we
1: really, and they're, they're really, again, without being you know gratuitous, they're 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 really different types of tourists because you know I, I hear the other tour guides that are in the area and I hear the things that they say and sometimes I just want to like take them and shake them oh. because like they're they're not telling the true story about you know the Italians in the neighborhood they they'll, they'll they'll talk about negative things and can oh. get them right.
0: Are you leading? Are you, you leading know, the they, tour? They don't talk about all the
1: positive things that we have to say. Right. And, and if anybody's interested, we are, they can just contact the museum and we'll be happy either, either at the
0: website or they can call us at the main number. Oh, I'd like to present that to my lodge because we are thinking of a, you know, a trip coming up, so that would be mm-hmm. ideal.
1: Yeah, well, the walking we, I, we've been very fortunate with weather this year, but but um, I I would suggest that the walking tour for the lodge, you know, they, I can usually they usually run by my director of education, which is Marie Palladino. She's a, she's fantastic. Okay. Um, but usually you need good walking shoes because she's going to take you around the neighborhood. We can even do a tasting tour if you want. Um, at, at different at different restaurants and mm-hmm. in the different uh, food purveyors like the Palos or Ferrari.
0: Oh, the old mainstays, like
2: yeah.
1: But, and but you need about you need comfortable shoes to walk around.
2: And right. It takes a,
1: takes the tour goes slowly, but it takes take towards a good hour and a half to two hours.
0: Uh-huh. I'm so pleased. I'm going to pass that on to the lodge, or lodges plural. I don't think they're yeah. aware of it. I think that would be a great experience for all of us. Uh-huh.
1: If anybody if anybody's interested. Yeah? Two one two nine six five nine thousand. Let's repeat or that Italian American on the web. All
0: right. Can okay. I may I have that telephone number again? Two one two. Nine two five. nine thousand. Nine thousand. Okay. That's great. Well, I'm very enthusiastic about this. Thank you so, so uh, thanks
1: much. Thanks I'll look forward to seeing you later on this year.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, All the best uh, to you in the future. Ciao. Uh,
1: tanta bella cosa.
0: Yes, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> he robbed my line. <laughs> I don't have to say it. Thank you, thank you. Ciao. <clears throat> ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao. Bye.